We hear that King Solomon completes the construction of the temple in our first reading from the book of Kings. There were about 950 years before the birth of Jesus. If we recall on Friday as we celebrated the Feast of the Presentation, one thing I mentioned was that the glory cloud, the symbol of God's presence in the temple, had left about 500 years before the birth of Jesus, and that when Christ was, was presented in, it was that presence of God being brought back into the temple. But we heard at the beginning, at the end of this first reading, that the cloud entered the temple. And so that presence of God, so we see the connection in the, in the salvation history, a thousand years before Jesus, the cloud entered 500 years, it left, and then at his birth, it entered again. The the presence of God in the midst of the people. And this is what we see in the gospel. And again, another connection to readings we had previously. Jesus and his disciples are back to that same area, that same land where he was last week, where the man was in in the cemetery who was possessed by demons and the shackles and the chains couldn't hold him and Jesus freed him and the the demon went into the pigs and the pigs jumped into the sea. He's back into that same area. And if we recall the end of that passage, that man wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, no, go back to to your town and tell them what had happened because that was pagan territory. Those were outside of the promise. And so what happens now? As soon as they land on the shore, the people are flocking to him. So that man had gone and done what Christ had said. As we heard yesterday about going out to preach the gospel, this man had done that. He preached the saving message of Jesus and everyone around was scurrying. What an interesting kind of vivid word. We can imagine the scurrying of ants if you kick over the ant pile. Or when your neighbor was coming over and your mom made you go clean your your bedroom really quickly, you had to scurry around to get your house clean. This is that frenetic activity. We see the people just desirous to be near Jesus, to be near God. So we have that same ability as we go forth to share and to preach what God is doing in our lives, that other people who don't yet know him will be attracted and they will scurry to be near where he is. But it's not just the temple and it's not just the person of Jesus. But through the sanctifying waters of baptism, you become a temple. So St. Paul reminds us, do you not know that you are a temple? That you've been bought with a price, paid for with the, with the, the blood of Jesus, more precious than silver and gold? Do you not know that you are a temple? So you too can be that place of encounter with the love and the mercy and the joy and the peace of God. And this is one of the reasons that we honor the saints, especially the virgin martyrs, because they were completely clear that their body was a temple and that those virgin martyrs from the very earliest days of their lives set their bodies apart for God. And St. Agatha, who we honor today, who we don't know much about her, But her name has been part of the Roman canon. When the priest chooses that long prayer and all the names of the saints are listed, St. Agatha is in there, and she's been in there since about the year 600. 
So many, many years, Mother Church has been invoking her intercession. But there was a persecution. And one of the men in charge was going to rescue Agatha from being killed by basically entering her into what we call today the sex slave trade. And she resisted. She knew her body was sacred. She knew her body was a temple. So she resisted and she was killed. And so we can ask her to intercede for us so that we never forget God's presence in our body, how sacred and how holy our body is, and then therefore the bodies of everyone else. And we want to treat them with respect and honor, whether it's in person or online. And so we ask St. Agatha for that, for that beautiful reminder of God's presence within the community. Yes, in the sacraments and in the church's liturgy, but for those of us in the state of grace, God is present in our midst. May we never forget.